0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm
1: to get started. This is KGB. 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 What up, is DJ EFN.
0: Yo, and this is your man made in digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers
1: All right, tonight we got a special guest repping upstate New York, Rochester in particular. He's a dope MC and he's an entrepreneur. He is the son of G Rap. Welcome 38 Special. Hey. Hey. Yeah, Damn man, you, you repping with the sounds there. <laughs>
0: <in. laughs> like that? Yo, Special. by the way, we, we uh we just introduced a brand new sound. I know I know the y'all listening and to you Special, the air horn ain't that big a deal. But we haven't had that shit on the podcast, so for I us I use
2: it all the time on
3: Drink Channel. We just yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got an actual one though. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the air horn, the motherfucking air horn. You need that energy on the podcast. You right definitely need it. Good. Give that? a shout
1: out to Cypher, Cypher Sounds. He's he's uh there was actually a CNN piece on him. Because he was the one who, I guess, made the air horn popular in all of... What the fuck out of Yeah, I mean, it comes from Jamaican... And, yeah, uh, I was about to the say, yeah, is where I can yeah. remember hearing it. Yeah, but, he, but from him doing it on Hot 97, there was a whole thing about how it came through. So, okay. shout out to him. Yeah, okay, shout out to Sive. All right, Special. So, yeah, man, we want to just jump into it. I, the first thing we usually try to figure out with our guests, uh, family dynamics, how many kids you got, all that good stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. So, all uh, right.
1: So how many, how many kids, how many kids three, do you, you have currently?
3: I have three kids, two girls and a boy. Wow. You know, my son, the boy is my first child. He's actually 15. Then I have two girls, a one-year-old and a five-year-old.
0: Nice.
3: You just, wait, sorry. Right, for, you said your son so, is
0: fifteen. Is that what you just said?
3: Definitely, my son's fifteen. I had him when I was a teenager.
0: Oh, oh, ill. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting okay. one. We'll,
1: so yeah, let's jump into that that piece right there. We've we had a couple guests on who had who had kids when they were teenagers, when yeah. they were younger, and then their teens. What what was that like for you coming up?
3: Uh, it was like you know. It actually was a good thing, man, because it actually get, it taught me how to be responsible. You know what I'm saying? It, it actually gave me something to actually be responsible yeah. for. You know, some people, some people have no cares, you know what I'm saying, and they live life carelessly for a long period of time. You have nobody to take care of, man, no responsibility. So when you gain that at an early age, it kind of helps shape you. You know what I'm saying? I have certain friends and peers. Who still live you know carelessly and only have to think about themselves and, and that affects your decision making when you don't have no kids nobody that actually depends on you you don't have people that depend on you it's going to always affect your decision making you, know mm-hmm. so, yeah, you know
1: So that's true so what right what was it what was it in you that because i i mean i've known i've known folks who had kids early on and they just weren't ready and maybe they ran away from the situation what is it about your upbringing, or what is it in, uh, about you, and and just uh, how you roll, that uh, that made you take the the strong route of 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 taking care of your well, responsibilities?
3: Well, you know, I came from like you know a, a fatherless environment. You know what I'm saying? So I always knew like what the value was of actually having a, a, a father figure inside the household. So you know, at an early age, I always inspired to be better than you know, my actual father, you know. So, as soon as I had the opportunity to do that, that's what I had did. So, you know, like most kids who who probably don't have the best fathers, we, we grow up to be the best parents, you know what I'm saying, due to the fact that we know what it's like to have the, uh, actually, lack of presence from a, you know, male role model.
0: That's real. It's something that, uh, if you listen to the Drink Champs, EFN is always talking about In the context of hip-hop right so like and i'm speaking for you here E. but like you talk about hip-hop kind of doing a disservice to the younger generation like the older generation of hip-hop doing a disservice to the younger generation of hip-hop given that they didn't spend the time to like school them on the ways of like the oranges of hip-hop and the culture to you know a large degree like obviously a lot of it does pass down organically but like there's a missing piece of like that that direct contact, right. and it's and there's a great parallel here, but it's it's kind of flipped, right? So like I look at somebody like Spech and I say, "Yo, it's really easy." And I've said this before on the podcast. It's really easy for somebody who, in your predicament, um, Spech, you didn't have your dad around, so it's easy right. to mimic that, right? Like, and sometimes subconsciously. And we find more and more as we have these conversations, that narrative has shifted. Like you see they come up with no dad a lot of times, and then they become really present fathers, which spits in the face of like what the stereotypes are, right? Because one of my main goals having this podcast is to debunk the myth that people involved in hip hop rappers, people who love hip hop, our deadbeat dads or absent fathers like that shit is bullshit we're we're right now all four of us we're symbols of that right so it's interesting to me like that theme continues to happen with us so it it's i wonder and this is a question for you i wonder you mentioned the catalyst for you to be a present dad was your the the lack of having one was there ever Mm -hmm. a case where you was like you know what fuck it it's just easier for me to go down the path my father did you know went down or was it always like the opposite?
3: You know, the bad examples always made me focus on what not to be. You know what I'm saying? Just like you see a bum on a street or a crackhead or anything like that. You look at that and you say, that's something I don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I, it, never, it never seemed permissible to actually be, you know, a failure at, in anything. You know what I'm saying? It never seemed cool to be a failure at anything. So sometimes bad examples is good. Sometimes we need to see that so we can see what the results of actually not taking care of your business or the result of that kind of behavior is so you know the bad examples always motivated me to actually be you
2: know good you know what I'm saying yeah I, it. it's, but, it's, but I think it's, what, what's extra interesting here and, and is it. is the is the age that he had his son I like I always like now looking now that I have kids I had kids at an older age and now that I have my second kid is just born a couple weeks ago. You know, I, it's stressful. So I can't imagine a teenager. Oh, you know, and some of my boys that had kids when they was teenagers too. I, you know, but you know, when you, when your friends have kids, you're just like, ah, you, well, you're not gonna come out like you clown them out, ah, whatever. Now you realize, you know, what they was going through. I can't imagine. So that, to me, that's like, that's that's extra special that that you, you know, thought that through and 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 made sure that you weren't gonna be a deadbeat dad at that point because you know, youth is a motherfucker. You could be immature about it and. And just keep it moving without a thought. That's a fact.
3: You know what I'm saying? But, like, it still don't be no schools When you have kids that early, you still got to learn things. You know what I'm saying? So my motivation from me being in a poverty-stricken environment was more or less having lack of resources and things of that nature. So you think that a father is there to provide. So at when you're not, when you in your teens and you have a kid, you think that, you first think that as long as you provide, you're doing your job as a parent. Because right. that comes from the environment that you was actually in. And, and when there's no good examples on proper parenting, you actually just have to, you know, live and you learn. So, you know, having kids that, that early is is, is, is you know, very, very detrimental. And, and it's like an experimental project because there's no schools for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you learn as you go. You know what I mean? And, and you know, um, like I said, you know, having a kid that, that early, it has given... It does give a sense of responsibility, but you know it's so much more that comes with parenting that you learn later on, in life that—that that is hard for right. teenagers to actually grasp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: So, so fathering and parenting from your first child on, and then into your second child, and there's a there's a gap of years there. I guess what what did <laughs> you learn once your second child came around? Did you feel more prepared as a, a parent, and felt like you had? Uh, an idea of so, what, you know, what to do.
3: Yeah, so more or less, as, a, as the time my second child come, I was a little more mature, and I understand that it was more the parenting that actually just provided. You know, like I said, coming from these poverty-stricken situations that have a lack of resources, sometimes you just look at a parent as a sense of security as opposed to, you know, anything else, like an uh, advisor or you know, somebody that's there to actually you know, teach you or learn or things of that nature. So the first thing that I, I knew to be was a sense of security and, and add some sense of stability. But, but you know, as a time, I, so I did a lot of work and a lot of providing, but I didn't spend as much time as I should have with my first kid. In hindsight, would be realizing, you know, because I spent a lot of time grinding, spent a lot of time working, and a lot of time finances be like, okay, well, you know, because it's all about providing. So we dedicate a lot of time to finance. And actually acquiring finance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, my first kid and my second kid was a 10-year gap. So by the time I had my second kid, you know, I have I learned a lot. That was, a, you know, a decent period of time to actually grow. So by that time I had my second kid, I realized that it was more to being a parent to actually provide financially. So by the time I had my second kid, I actually wanted to be able to spend more time. So, you know, it was more or less about spending time. So I tried to set up my life. To a point where I would have the availability to actually spend more time and not be so much focused on providing. It, you know what I'm
0: saying? That's yeah. that's that's a huge learning. So like I I have three kids and I mean I I'd I, well so my first was you know she she's my stepdaughter technically, but I was involved so early that I, you know I don't make a dis- distinction between her and the others. But it's something right. that I, I still I feel like I still struggle with, right? Because like, you think about your role as a dad, providing. Unfortunately, is the emphasis I feel like how I prioritize stuff, right? Right. So, so like, you go like for instance, like we're I'm working from home. Most people are these days, and that that are fortunate to have a job at this point, right? And so, right. You, you know, you're you're grinding, doing your thing, and that could take you. 10 hours like it's for right. me my days are like 10 hours long now and so when I'm done I'm fucking beat and then I don't think I'm thinking about like I gotta get these 10 hours in because that's gonna affect how our livelihood is manifested but right, I could have probably taken 9 hours and taken that 1 hour and you know bonded more with my kids right so like it's a it's a really kind of stressful thing to think that's about happening. It's interesting that you prioritize that between the two kids, and like that was a thoughtful decision. It wasn't like just some random thing that just popped up,
3: right? You know, I guess you learn that. Like I said, you learn that as time go by, and you realize like how to. Because I'm all about self betterment, so when you're about self betterment, you realize okay, what areas that you you know actually need to strengthen up. You know what I'm saying? And that has to that happens to be one of the areas like we're not gonna be you know perfect but we have to acknowledge where we weak at and we have to acknowledge what can take more attention or use more strength, you know what I'm saying? And when you're chasing finances and you're a hard worker, sometimes it's hard to balance that and actually being a you know, being being a family care. You know what I'm saying? Or so it takes balance how do
1: you so being being an artist yourself but also you have artists that, that you that you mentor and 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 I don't know if it's manage or if they're on your label or a combination of the two i guess like just being an artist yourself it's going to it takes a lot of work especially on the independent grind how do you how are you able to Find that balance, especially with you having young kids, or is it a, a work in progress still? Because it uh, seems to feel it's like it's always kind of a work in progress. But maybe you found a, a key. Yeah, well, share a hack, could, bro. Please.
3: I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the key to my grind right now and my balance is independence. That having the freedom to actually be able to determine when I can spend time with my kids or be able to work is the best gift that I actually have. You know, if I was actually, if I had so many people that was actually behind the scenes and, and determining the decisions that I had to make with my career, like there's so many hands in a the pot, then I wouldn't have no choice of when I could sit down and actually move, but I have to always be on the go. So my main thing was establishing a sense, self reliance type of thing where I could don't have to rely on nobody else. And then it gave me the actual freedom to determine how I could balance my schedule without that I'll be running around getting pulled from several directions. So I think the main key to my 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 balance is independency. Having the freedom to determine when I could chill or when I could work.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a blessing. Definitely. Right. Def, definitely a blessing. Going going back to Manny what you were talking about a little bit with E when he talks a bit in drink champs and i guess different generations in hip-hop um not super related to fatherhood but in a sense i, I do want to touch on special your album with g-rap and and mm-hmm. a little bit of how that came about i'm sure you've told it to different folks but more so on the tip of you know is g-rap somewhat of a mentor to you or someone you looked up to previously and um, and, and I think a lot of us could say, if we didn't have a prominent male figure around in our, in our lives growing up, that, that we used hip hop and the artist as, uh, as a form of, of, of yeah. fatherhood, in a sense.
3: And yeah, that's basically what that was. Like, when I say the son of G rat it means a lot because at the end of the day, right, I feel like a parent is supposed to teach the survival skills, teach you how to survive out here teach you ways, you know, ways and means of this life. A lot of us that don't have parents, we look to the music and we look to these other things that influence us, you know, whether they're gangsters in the streets or musicians, rappers, drug dealers, however. You know, a lot of us that's able to feed ourselves off gangsta rap, a lot of us you know what I'm saying, had certain influences that actually influenced us. Me personally, I would have to when I go back, I look at the people that inspired my flow, and I, I realize, like, okay. But then I do a little more research, and I see the people that inspired their flow. For me understanding that the people who inspired my flow got more attention than the people that inspired their flow, mm-hmm. it makes me want to give credit directly to the main source. And G-Rap happened to be one of those main sources, that a lot of his multi-rides syllables and things of that nature and these stories and his whole actual persona of the music that I still do to this day is credited to. So, you know, with that being said, he has been more influential than my actual biological father. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Reason
3: being is because I'm able to feed myself and provide for my family off of a skill that I actually learned from studying him. So when I say a son G rap, that's what I mean. A lot of us is son G rap. A lot of us use the multi-syllables rhyme scheme that he you know was a father of and a lot of us actually was influenced from the persona and 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 everything that he brought to the table and and if it's feeding us then you know like i said that's what i feel like a father is there for so the whole son of g rap concept was for that you know reason personally you know i mean because g rap was one of my favorite rappers and, I, and a lot of my favorite rappers, before I realized he was my favorite rapper, I had a couple other favorite rappers, which was like the Nas and the J.D.'s. But then I realized that they did study on him, so I went directly to the source as a kid, and I realized that, you know, I was a son of G-Rap. A lot of us is, but a lot of us won't say that. But, mm. you know, while he was still here, I feel like he deserves that kind of credit and that acknowledgement. So, you know, I, I, I wanted that to be known, and that's how that was. And that's how that came about. So I reached out to DJ Premier when I started working with Premier years ago, back like 2011. I told him the concept, and he reached out to G Rap, and we met. And when I when I when G Rap heard me heard the concept, he had told me that it was an honor for for him to actually you know be involved in. We start crafting on the project. I had the project done in 2014, but the climate of music was crazy. There was a lot of uh drill and trap going on and I knew that it wasn't a climate to actually release it. I held on to the album for four years. So <laughs> I see the climate shifting. And then I released the album in two thousand and eighteen on G Rap's first fiftieth birthday.
0: Oh, so, you know
3: shit. yeah. So like a lot of people think I just went and made it, but I sat on the album for four years due to the climate of music you know what I'm saying but Bro, that's ill that's, that's, yeah, rich, that's real yo, strategic that's, and, and forward
0: thinking I mean but the patience right because you don't have any indication that the climate's going to revert to a place where it'll be more suitable for that release right so it's it's really interesting how I mean yeah. I, I, which I is I uncommon
3: know. with artists it's, Yeah, artists
2: want to release the shit the minute they record it yeah.
3: right so, Yeah, I'm telling you my friends just to beg me like yo just release it release it I said no it ain't time yet you was, you was on your Dr. Dre show. Fact, it's not shit. time. It's not time. It's not time. <laughs> it's not time. and I felt it. You know, I felt the time, to be honest with you, It was when the Drake and Pusher T battle uh. first started. It showed me that, oh, they caring about lyrics again. When you got Man. the biggest rapper in the world, and they talking about lyrics, now it might be the time to display the You got the, the Griselda
2: lyrics. movement and all of
3: that. And-, and the Griselda movement came. And it was yeah. like, oh, okay, this is the perfect time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, prior to the Son of G rap, me and Benny the Bush had dropped the whole project together called Sad and shot And when I seen the response from that, I said, oh yeah, it's time. And that was uh when I dropped Son of G rap. Man. That's how that came about.
1: Mm. That's dope.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, that's... I, I love the genesis of that whole I'm in, shit. I'm impressed by the way you thought that
3: out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's
1: deep. Now, now you got a a fifteen year old son. Does he know who G Rap is?
3: Not at all. <laughs> he barely he barely knows who Thirty Eight Express the rapper is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: does he Does he listen <laughs> to rap? Like, is he a rap fan?
3: Uh, yeah, but not really. Yeah, he likes music and shit, but he's not really too much a hardcore fan. Okay, so I have like, yo, this is my favorite rapper or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just listen to all of younger generation of music that
1: they got going on, you know? Like a casual listener of what's hot and what's out, right?
3: Exactly. So
1: he he on TikTok heavy. That's what
0: you're trying to say.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> man, I think
0: you
2: own stocks and TikTok as much as you talk about this shit. Man. Nah,
0: bro. I just, yo, I like I wish uh, one day I'm going to just walk around my house with my fucking cameras to record this shit, but it's like the the weirdest shit. Like, you, nobody in my house walks normal. And none of my kids walk normal through the house. <laughs> they TikTok like their arms are flaring all over the place, like they doing TikTok moves. I'm like, what the fuck? Just go from your bedroom to the bathroom, brush your teeth, shut the fuck up, go eat breakfast. Nah, they <laughs> they're not doing that. So it's a, it's a real <laughs> like yo uh, TikToks on Smash kid.
3: Yeah, do the world you feel, is changing. Yeah. do you
1: feel the need to uh, to I guess censor? Any of any of your con any of your music or music in general from your kids i mean your your daughters are younger so they're probably not super exposed to to uh yeah, a lot I, of different music
3: yeah if I was my son you know I'm well honestly with my kids I really don't even try to send in my music them because you know I hate to sound cliche but it's really a reflection you know right. and uh at the same time you know as most I speak of a lot of real experience that I experienced is that I overcame so you know I want my kids to actually see the things that they father was faced with and it overcame so I really don't shelter them from my music you know what I'm saying that's good that yeah, makes sense
0: how, how do you feel about your kids uh potentially getting into the music business at some point
3: Oh, I completely support it, man. I feel like deep down inside, all my kids are probably gonna be involved with music some way, whether they're musicians or the business side. But, you know, I know they all love music, and and I can see them all getting involved with it in some way, shape, or form.
0: That's good, because, I, I mean, I know it gets, it can be turbulent, and a lot of people say the industry, you know, is all sorts of fucked up. Um, so it's, it's always interesting for me to see, to hear that. I mean, but, but also you find your way, right? So you might be able to lay out a path for them to kind of avoid some of those pitfalls at the end of the day.
2: Right. Manny, I'm surprised you haven't asked them um, what you ask everybody. Where's the fourth child? Yeah, when's it, Well, <laughs> you didn't give me
0: a chance. You didn't give me a chance. <laughs> Special, when's because you got to try for another boy, right? Isn't that how? how I this definitely
3: got to try. I'm trying for another boy right now, shit.
0: Oh shit, we interrupting you. Oh shit. <laughs> nah, nah,
3: nah. And I'm he's at TikTok. dinner right now, shit. I'll,
0: hey, I see. I see stranger places where people have tried. <laughs> right.
3: Hell yeah, but I'm trying for another boy right now, shit. Hopefully, I luck up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just do me
0: a favor. If and when that does happen, just make sure you talk talk about the fatherhoods. Put that energy out there for you.
3: <laughs> That's a fact.
0: <laughs> no, but but hey, also on uh, some serious shit, like you know, I, I, so I I also have three kids, right? And I've always pushed my wife, yo, let's let's get a fourth going, right? And I was real gung ho when we first started this podcast a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, yeah, yo, yo, but she's she wasn't going for it. Now, I mean, she hasn't changed her stance, but I've backed off because I'm like, especially now with all this COVID shit, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to manage it. So I'm curious, like, how you look at it from that perspective, right? Like you talked about how you've evolved your parenting from especially between your first and your second. How do you think life changes if you do have a fourth?
3: Well... At this point in time, like I said, if I was younger, it'd be a lot more effective because I have as much stability as I got now, but, you know, right now, I could be so much more active and shit, you know what I mean, and be so much more hands-on, like, as a, you know, like I said, when I was younger, I really ain't even, like, changing diapers, man. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> um, but like I said, right now, at, at this point in time, I could see myself being very more active. I have a lot more freedom, so I don't
1: really see it causing too much of an effect, you know you
3: know what I
1: mean? Yeah, you, you you got that fortunate scenario. Right. Nice. Hey, um, E, I want to touch on your uh, dealings right now because I know you were feeling you know, a little stressed prior to yeah, the nah, podcast. no, that's why I'm you,
2: listening to y'all talk about having more kids. I'm like, the oh, <laughs> bugging, man, like. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. Nah, I got the newborn in the crib. I got my daughter and her jumping in the terrible twos, and and this shit is just hectic over here, man. Like I don't know how anybody past two could could do it. And I got friends that got five and six kids. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I don't know how they did it. And I don't know how they did it when they was young too. But yeah, it's been it's been hectic over here, man. the The newborn side of it is is definitely what's adding to the stress um and then my daughter's just all over the place so it's like if i leave my girl one you know for a bit and she's with the newborn you know she's i come back and there's like a meltdown in the crib and shit mm-hmm.
3: yeah they close in to age too so you know that makes it even real hard they both like baby right what what, yeah. if,
0: what advice special would you give efn from your <laughs> from your dealings
3: Well, like I said, it's hard when they're that little. I'm gonna be honest with you. When they get like to one, they're a little more tolerable. I don't know what advice to give them when they one and under. And then, like, if you got a one and a two year old, it's hard. I, I might need that kind of advice later on in life. Tell me how that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you figure it out. Eh? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I'm just like I need to make this money so I can have a
0: full-time nanny in this motherfucker. Yo. What you need, what you need is what. what and I special... don't
2: need, I need two full-time nannies in here.
0: Yeah, you need that that stability. And for you, that's a bunch of nannies, bro. Yo, right? This shit is nuts, man. And then to try to like
2: work, like like be creative. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't understand how people could do it. Like, it's hard to turn on and off and, and try to be on creative mode and and be in work mode. And when you just you know. You just change the shit diaper and the baby's crying yeah. over here. And, and, you know, it's just, it's wild, man. But I, I know it's, it, I know that this part of it is temporary. It's just, and then right. the quarantine hasn't helped a lot, you know, with my daughter because she was used to doing so much. She was, we had her pretty active regularly and, and the whole quarantine shit just fucked up that whole routine. So she's, yeah, it's just nuts, man.
0: What has co- quarantine and COVID and all that? Um, for you especially, like how has that impacted both your professional career, but also you as a dad and, and your, your kids' lives?
3: Well, it caused me to spend a lot of, have a lot of time, you know what I mean? It caused me to really like get on my girlfriend's nerves and her to get on my nerves. We broke up about five times during the day. <laughs> <cold>. oh, <sure. laughs> at least five times, uh, you know what I'm saying? But it did help me have a lot of time to, like, relax and, like, and, uh, you, know, you know, read and, and research and, and try to, you know, help my business interests and shit grow. But, uh, you know, it was a sad point part to of that, too, because, you know, I lost a friend. got a piece of Fred to you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, condolences. Yeah, yeah that's crazy, man. Yeah, man, you know, me and Fred, we was working a lot, like, in the last days you know, he come 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 and uh spent a lot of time recording with me and he was working on a lot of things. So when that happened it kinda you know, I was up and down with it during this whole COVID shit. You know what I'm saying? But uh I feel I'm in better spirits now, you know what I'm saying? It's my first time actually going out to eat this shit, you know what I mean? So I'm feeling good. You know, I'm at a restaurant and shit. I'm at one of my favorite restaurants at Del Frisco. Shout out to Del Frisco's NYC. <laughs> oh,
0: you, you were you here in the city, okay. How's that? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the city.
0: P- what's what, yeah. what's the what's the vibe like on the ground in there? Like are you is it mass social distancing? Like what what's the setup?
3: Yeah, it's a lot of social distancing. It's different. You know, everybody got on masks and shit. And it's a lot of limitations and rules and shit, but yeah. It's the same. It's the energy is still the same though.
0: You know what I mean? Right. It's still New York. Facts. Damn. So but the so. And not to get in your pocket or nothing, but like from a financial perspective, how have things <laughs> been impacted? Like, has it been <laughs> severely or are you still maintaining for the most part?
3: Financially, well, I've been doing pretty good, man. I got my hands on a few things and shit. You know, something took off during COVID, you know, something peaked. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like diversified when it comes to investments and shit like that. So. I had a few things that actually took off during COVID and shit, so I ain't really seen no financial suffering or nothing, you know. That's
0: dope. So, so that financial literacy book uh, is coming out soon, then I, I imagine, right?
3: Yeah, Definitely, street street financial literacy, street financial literacy book. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to talk to us guys a little differently from me to kind <laughs> of Yeah, no,
0: that's a fact. I mean, no, but we I'm need a, that.
3: We need that. But dead yeah, ass,
0: dead ass. Like you, you probably should do some shit like that. I mean, especially during you know, if you could survive COVID with some of those moves you made, like that's valuable information for people, you know, that not that, that needed, like even people that are in great situations and not like a lot of people just don't know how to do some of the things that I'm sure you did to position yourself like that. So, so yeah, that's definitely valuable. So, well, you know, for those listening, what's, what's one, if you can, what's one strategic thing that you did? I'm likely not in preparation for COVID, but, Um, you kind of had already set up.
3: I spent, I spent a lot of money on, 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 uh, on, on, on assets that was actually, that would bring in residual income. Okay. Every time I touch money, instead of me going to like have fun and blow it or anything like that, I bought an asset and I lived frugal for like the last two years. I didn't buy no chains, I didn't buy no cars. Every dollar that I spent, I actually bought assets, I bought anything that would, would, would bring residual income. You
0: you sound like you've read Rich Dad Poor Dad a bunch of times.
3: Uh I read it I read it once or twice.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
3: Okay. Robert Kiyosaki and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like think rich, grow rich. That's that's the one I like. Yeah, okay. Right. It's a good one. Napoleon Hill, right? Is the dude that wrote that's that? Him, yeah.
3: Right.
1: yeah mm-hmm. Oh yeah I can see the stress starting to well up on your face cuz no, you I'm hearing, the- I'm hearing <laughs> the- <laughs> you are you're, you're hearing the noises <laughs> I <I'm from, laughs> especially want you to enjoy your your first time out in a while and uh, so we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up and man we want to thank you for joining us and hope uh, you'll check back in with us as things progress, yeah. When baby number four shows up, like come back. Baby
3: Let's... number four, if I'm coming to tell you, I need to figure out how 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 handle that. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I gotta figure that situation out.
0: <laughs> Facts. All right, family, be good, man.
3: All right, good looking
2: out, man. Appreciate all right, y'all hold you. it
3: down, man. Appreciate y'all having me. All right, all right, all right man. man. Easy, man. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise
1: one. Be a father to the child. John.